This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network. Welcome back to Gilmy Talks. This is Gilmy again. And I got a cold. <laughs> if you notice, I'm sounding a little stuffed up. That's why I didn't put out this episode out last week when I meant to. Because my voice went to crap and uh, yeah. But this week, guys, I have Brent Baird back on the show. And I am letting you know, I did record this before getting sick. So... That's pretty good. He got his movie, Seeking Oblivion, on a streaming service. And I think that is just, that's awesome, man. And we talk all about that during the show and what he has coming up next. And you where you can actually watch Seeking Oblivion on streaming. And there's more to come. Come with that in the near future. Just want to say thanks for, thank you to Brent for coming back on. Thanks for everybody for the patience, and I'm just going to get the sponsors out of the way real quick. Go check out Doing Fine Kitchens in London, on, on Ontario. Go check out BatsInTheBelfryArt.com. She is taking commissions right now, so go check that out. And go check out Ghost Jewels on Instagram, and use that promo code GILMI for 30% off. All right, guys. I'm gonna let go. On, I'm gonna throw it to the interview, and I'll talk to you guys on the background. Good morning, good evening, good night. How is everybody doing out there? This is Gilmy again, and on the line I have my OG guest on Gilmy Talks, and I believe this is episode 294 now. And he was the one who was on number one, so he's been putting up with me for a little while now. You actor director, writer, all around talented dude. I got Brent Baird back on the on the on the show and we got a lot more information about seeking oblivion right now guys. So, Brent, how's it how's the day going, man? Not not bad, man. Uh thank you for having me. It's great coming back on. It's always great to be here to be here. <laughs> oh yeah. Always always good because we talk about your stuff, we get a a few laughs in and then um yeah <laughs> that's basically what we do i with you i never write down notes i never write down uh anything we just kind of chat and stuff happens do you uh, ever write down notes let's be honest <laughs> uh for not really <laughs> well, I bet. uh i stopped writing notes about episode 150 because i'm like right. eh. I thought you were going to say I started stopped writing notes after episode one. <laughs> oh, no. No, because I was just nervous. And now I am no longer really nervous about, about the show because I figured something out. If you're listening well, to it by, by, by now, you actually like yeah. it. So, right <laughs> And growing the audience and all over the world because I'm, I've discovered different apps like Soundplay, Deezer. Uh, no, not Soundplay. It's Boomplay in Africa, Sound On in China, Deezer in Australia, and just getting a North American show on these apps can be more more difficult than some people think it's worth. But for me, 
eh, my downloads are going up and up and in those uh, countries because I'm getting more. I have no idea how people are, are, are finding the show, man. But two months ago, I had 8,000 down, downloads in one month. Right on, man. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Congrats. Yeah. And my show shows are only at like 500. So I have no idea how any of this is, is, is happening at this point. So I think it's just word of it, word of mouth because I'm kind of goofy. Yeah. But yeah. So a couple of things. I, last time I, I saw you, uh, I got to see Seeking Oblivion on the big screen, which was awesome. And that was a fun, fun time. Had And the place was almost packed, man. I, I gotta say, I um, going in. I was, I didn't think it would have that many people in there. I think maybe a dozen or two for and every other indie film I've ever seen. But this one, it was the audience was pretty large. I, I'd say it was about three, three, about three quarters full. And for every other other indie film film I've I have seen there, it's like me and two other guys who sit in the back which is weird so they probably work there um but that was awesome awesome to see the the q a after and i kept my trap shut because i get you on the show all the all the time but it was nice to see the your audience actually get to ask you questions and you were your regular self going like hey i just tried to make a movie (laughs) (laughs) and it kind of (laughs) happened Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. No, no. I, I I appreciate you coming out. Uh, yeah, it was it was a pretty good turnout. Um, I uh, I was luckier. I had a you know I had a, a good support system of people that even people who have seen the movie they came out again and saw it like you. So I appreciate yeah. that. Um, and but there was a lot of people there that hadn't seen it and that were there to see it for the first time. So that was awesome. But I like me like with anything that you got to promote. Um, especially if it's a you know indie film, you just gotta go on social media and just blast it out as much as you can to the point where you're annoying, which is what I'm doing right now. Oh <laughs> uh, no, you are not annoying because here's the thing about social media: somebody who follows you might see it. If you post five times, somebody who 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 fo- actually follows you might only see it twice, yeah. unless it's a story and they actually click. Where just keep pumping out stuff on socials because that's how you find new people who are their algorithm finds you right so and you found a streaming service which is very cool uh premieres uh the april 21st 2023 at 8 p.m that's right uh, this friday um this is the uh, this is what you know you want as an independent filmmaker this is the end result you want to get your movie up on a streaming platform and um, Seeking Oblivion will be up on Gago, which is a uh, um, distribution company that bought the film, Green Apple Entertainment. They have their own streaming platform uh, called Gago and it'll be up there for a month, I think for free. I think it's just going to be like on a YouTube, their YouTube channel. Um, I'll know more so uh, later this week, but I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be up on like just a YouTube uh, channel for free for a month. So you can view it there. And then afterwards, uh, as far as I know, so far in June, it'll be up on a few more stream platforms. It'll be up on Tubi and it'll be on DirecTV. And uh, it's going to eventually have a Blu-ray DVD release, which I didn't think was going to happen because that is so cool. 
it's an indie drama. Normally, like, it's just horror and action that get the uh, the DVD releases for independent films. But, yeah, um, they've let me know that there's at least um, a company that's interested in doing that. I don't know exactly when it's going to be released, but that's very exciting. So yeah. you're saying <laughs> I, you're saying I, I can get a second Brent Baird signature movie. That's right. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Because that is uh, very very cool. I love getting I love getting my friends to sign to sign stuff because I just see it, it makes me uh, smile. <laughs> I appreciate that's, that. Thank that's you. it well, about it. So, how did it come to be on an actual streaming service? Because that's the story you haven't told. Because. You couldn't as of as of last time you were still actually working work working on setting setting the streaming streaming thing up and through the production company because it's a fan it is a fantastic film and i have seen it now multiple times and i see different things in it every single single time it's well done it's well shot it's well 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 written well acted and I am truly a fan, fan, fan of this uh, movie. Catherine has seen it with me a, a couple times uh, too. And everyone I know who actually watches the movie absolutely loves it. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, welcome. And also you have been hamster entertaining online, I got to say. Well, is... not 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 anymore. I was. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> it just uh, Harley has has sadly sadly passed. Yes. But uh, it was sad. I know she was, she was amazing. It was like my first pet as an adult. So um, actually, uh, me and my roommate uh, were making little uh, videos with her just because she was. I don't know. She was like me. She was just a natural actor and uh, was was uh, like seemed to like being on film so we just yeah. <laughs> kept doing it and people liked it so we yeah. kept doing it and yeah. it would just, and it was very very cool to uh, watch because my lovely wife would keep asking hey did brent put any more of those hamster <laughs> hamster videos up yeah 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 here look <laughs> well that's great i'm glad to hear that yeah but oh. yeah at least she's not with us anymore but um but that's you know hamsters they don't they don't last very long unfortunately. no uh, we've had many hamsters in this house throughout the years. I think, uh, I think we're on number seven and eight now. Oh uh, yeah. Cause yeah. they only last two to three years, maybe yeah. four. Yeah. You're lucky. Yeah. I mean, like I, I got, I, I never, uh, in my adult year, I, I haven't had a pet and I was like, you know, I think I maybe want to take care of something, but I want to take care of something that didn't really require a lot of work yes <laughs> like my lovely you dog know? dog over there who i have to get up walk her multiple times a day because i without knowing i got a husky and uh if you do not exercise them they will destroy your house so i kind of like i like my stuff so i gotta take her out and she's my excuse to get exercise now so that's good. Yeah. Oh yeah, because I'm in my 40s and I just watched a Chris Farley doc doc, and I'm like, um, I'm 10 years older than he was when he died. I'm like, right. 
that was that that one hit really really hard because I, I i genuinely thought he he was in his uh, 40s i'm like oh maybe no, he I was should. like he was like 33 yeah so he like, was yeah. he was 33 years old old when yeah. he died but he still looked older than i do now so Ugh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he was great he was a legend that guy oh yeah uh what was it dark side of comedy what yeah Oh, I think I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Had a great, yeah. yeah, yeah, great, great, great little little story on uh, Chris, uh, Chris there, and oh, and uh, do you want to get to some listener questions? Uh, we'll see. I mean, the other thing I should <laughs> say too is uh, uh, I, I do I'm terrible at Q and A, so I'm very nervous when it comes. Oh to yeah, Q&A. I yeah I know I saw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> Um, but no, but I should say that uh, um, um, the film, yeah, my, my movie, Secret Believing, it will premiere on Gago this Friday uh, at 8 p.m. Um, whatever, Eastern Eastern time, right? ET, yeah. I always get it mixed up for ET. Um, so it'll premiere uh, 8 p.m. our time and then 5 p.m. Pacific on, on Gago. Um, but at 7.30, so half an hour our time and half an hour the other time. Um, so 7.30 our time, we will have uh, a Q&A with me, Rod McTaggart, who played Uncle Roger in the film, and Keegan Chambers, who played Laura. Awesome. Um, we'll have a Q&A uh, that will premiere at 7.30. We've already recorded it. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I'm going to be nervous to watch it, but uh, luckily, I was given the questions beforehand, so I was able to prepare. So I don't look like a moron <laughs> answering questions. So uh, I think I did all right. But again, we'll see. <laughs> and at at the live premiere, people loved Roger. They oh. absolutely. Well, I saw I saw him big smile ear to ear. People were like, "You did amazing, fantastic yeah, yeah. job." People were taking photos with him by the by the poster. And these were these were not family and friends. People who had no idea have never met this man before. Of course, yeah. he's and amazing. He. he He's a, fant- a fantastic act- actor, and where you found him, I have no idea. But uh, keep, keep, keep putting him in stuff. He's yeah, good. Everybody should. Oh yeah, yeah. But first question is, oh, where did you get the title for Seeking Oblivion from? Um, I was uh, when I wrote the script originally. The original title was called uh, Silverwood Towers because that was going to be the name of the apartment complex the movie takes place. Um, but I just thought, oh, I don't know if that really works. So I was thinking of other terms for um, suicide or committing suicide or wanting to commit suicide. And I think I just Googled it. And I think it was just, I saw Seeking Oblivion. And then I thought like, you know, that that's a really good title and it makes sense because that's what Jeremy's doing is he's, he wants to be gone. He's looking to be gone and kind of everybody is kind of doing that in their own way, you know, whether it's Uncle Roger who's drinking or Laura who's cutting. So it's like everybody in their own way is trying to disappear. Um, and uh, strangely, that wasn't, that's not, that has been in the title of a movie. I don't know. That's a great title. I don't know. Oh, it is a title for a movie. So I was like, all right, well, I got to use that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and fits so perfectly. Right. So, oh, it did. Yeah. The title, t- the title fits the film very, very well. Yeah. And it's just one of those things that 
I think everything in this movie just came together all at all at once. And I know it was a multi-year process for you, but oh, yeah. I'm very happy you scrapped the first project and restarted, re, restarted it at all because this is yeah. absolutely well, well, amazing. Nobody's more happy than me that who did that. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you, you, you came up with a piece of art that's absolutely well, amazing. Oh, and, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, I know we're both Canadian. We don't have to thank each other back and forth. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, because, yeah, we've 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 known each other each other a little while now, eh? That's right, eh? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> we can say that either after any sentence. <laughs> uh, well, I'm as I've as I've I've said before, I'm very very Canadian. Um, yeah. Yeah, I try not to apologize as much on the show as I used to when Americans uh, called me out on it. Why? Why are you apologizing? I'm like, <laughs> it's a Canadian thing. We just do it. Yeah, That's right. We just assume yep. we're always in the wrong. Or we did oh, yeah. something wrong. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and also we are recording this about ten minutes after we both woke up. So. Yeah, and I'm if... I'm, I'm a little hungover too. Uh, surprisingly i know <laughs> you hung over no never <laughs> you know why because it was monday yesterday and i just had i just it was in a mood i was like oh, it's monday oh yeah i gotta have some drinks just to get through yeah we're there. we're me i basically turned into a pothead on sunday and started smoking the second i woke up because i just needed to relax for the day and then exactly I'll be honest, my mistake, I spoke the super strong, strong Indica at the beginning of the day. So my day was kind of shot. Yeah, uh, well, well, that'll do it. Oh, yeah. Just uh, and my lovely wife's like, how are you still high? I don't know. I really don't know. It's been like four hours. I'm like, <laughs> well, that's good. Go up, oh, yeah. Go upstairs. Check the stuff. Ah, oh, shit. Uh, yeah, because I buy... I try not, me and Catherine have different strains we smoke because she needs the heavier dose than I do. Mm-hmm. I accidentally smoke Catherine's heavy stuff for her. And I'm like, yeah, I grabbed the wrong, wrong grinder. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I like I said, I, I wish I could be a pothead, but I'm not. I Certain weed just makes me so insanely paranoid. So I got to oh, smoke yeah, the right kind of weed. Um, but I, but I honestly wish I could be a, a pothead, but I'm not. I'm a drunk. So, uh, <laughs> hey, we all have we all have something. I know, yeah. Know, but it's way more healthier to be a, a pothead. 100%. Uh, no, just uh, I have talked about my issues with uh, pain pills on the show before. So, yeah, I know. Uh, had had, and this is my first time actually talking about my mini relapse when I had a. Not a mini relapse. I'm trying to play it off. They put me back on opiates when I had a skin graft on my jaw here. Right. Yeah, that messed me up for a few days. Yeah. 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 I yeah, got the shakes and and everything else, and because uh, my doctor didn't follow my paperwork that said no opioids under mm-hmm. any any circumstances, even if I ask. Yep. So he prescribed them, and then Catherine saw the labels, and she like. Starts googling the stuff. She's like, "Oh, yeah, you're not taking these pain pills anymore." Oh, why? Oh, they're 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 opioids. 
and then I was very angry. And yeah. <laughs> and I had to, the biggest thing for me was uh, I had issues with it at, at work. And I haven't been that guy for 20 something years, but once you have, you have, have a problem like that, your body knows. Of course. And it just happens. Yeah. But that's just me and my, my, uh, my uh, problems, whether I keep that in or not, I don't know. But I just want to want to say a big old congratulations to you before I get to more, uh, more uh, questions here, because one was from somebody who actually saw the movie and where was very intrigued about the character, Laura, mm-hmm. where did you get the, the inspiration for, for her character? Um, well, again, it was just when I was writing the script, I, you needed, I needed to have some kind of uh, relationship, uh, romantic relationship with the, the Jeremy character. So um, when I was writing it for the longest time, um, that was that was that was the most difficult character because you know it's uh, I'm uh, you know You're when right. I was writing it I was a twenty something year old straight male so trying to write a twenty something year old straight female character believable was you know the hardest thing um, but I think I did okay I mean I had to like give the script a few people to kind of get the dialogue right or it sounded like what a woman would say uh, but yeah the main inspiration was I just needed to have that other character there so that there was a romance kind of uh storyline within the scene oblivion script because it needed to have that where he connects with somebody else in that way um but for the longest time i had the script where she was just there like she was just a girl that he would meet and fall for and i was like wait a minute this doesn't this doesn't make sense because everybody has their own issues and problems and it was really when i just when i realized that she had to be a cutter where it really kind of came together with that character where it was like, that oh, that makes the most sense. I mean, uh, where, you know, Jeremy's the depressed um, suicidal person, Uncle Rogers, like the alcoholic, and she's got to have her own problem. And so that's what it is. She's, she's a cutter. And right? I just kind of, that's how it just all came together where it made the most sense. And that really wasn't in the script until <laughs> much later. I mean, I that's embarrassingly shows you how, bad I am as a script writer where it <laughs> got that that latent script but eventually I got there right so was- yes and it doesn't matter that hey no because as a podcaster and a guy who's been writing a lot myself lately you never know what's going to come out or what's going to change over a time because yes. I've been working on a graphic uh, graphic novel now and I do have an artist friend working on it and where the characters started to where it is now, a totally, totally different thing. I started out as a, uh, basically a middle age D and D campaign. And now it's turned into, uh, humorous space robots that people merge with. Right. As they, uh, as you get older, and so it's like basically cranky robots now. (laughs) Like, like I'm like I'm talking uh, senior citizens placed in robot bodies, but they keep the same senior citizen mentality. It 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 makes me laugh. That's that's and I think if it makes makes me laugh, it'll make somebody else laugh. Because that's true. 
uh, doing the con circuit last year and doing my live talks and walking the floors. I'm like, why am I not writing? Because <laughs> I saw some, some stuff that was like, these people are just really proud of what they've done and want to share it with the, with the world. Why am I not, not trying, trying, trying this, this have a, have, have a new out. Am I saying I'm a good writer? No, I'm really not, <laughs> but I'm, I am trying. So that's good. I mean, that, yeah. that's, that's all I'm at. I think writing to me, writing is the hardest thing. I mean, it's very hard for me to sit down and write something, um, and uh, that's why it, it usually takes me forever to, to do it. Uh, and a lot of times I'll start writing something and I'll just get stuck or hit a wall. I don't know where to go with it. Um, but Seeking Oblivion actually was fairly easy to write. Like I think I wrote the first draft like in like a, a month. I've told the story so many times, but it's true. Yeah. Uh, and, and then it kind of just, I kept doing drafts after it. So yeah, a, a script hasn't come that easily for me since like seeing Blue Moon was actually I don't know it was something about it. it was just very easy to write that's why I was like I knew this is the movie I had to make because uh, it came so easily for me when I was writing it yeah because and also you consider yourself an actor first right yes yeah because yeah. that's your I, your it's just what I know the most yeah I was going to use the word specialty because you are a very talented actor oh, because, oh, well, Hey, you've been in how, how many projects now, now over, 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 uh, over, over the years. My, I am. If you look at my IMDB, I have like 23 credits. Yeah. So so, yeah. And nobody has put you in as a vampire yet. That blows, uh, no, blows, blows my mind. I don't know why <laughs> you have not been cast in interview with a vampire. I, I think just uh, they don't know who you are yet. No, nobody knows. I'm still nobody. Nobody knows me. Yeah, well, I do. <laughs> That's what matters. That's all that matters. Oh, yeah. You and your audience. Yep. Because our first show together, uh, the first two weeks, it got 12, 12 downloads in two weeks. Nice, and that man. was just, just family, friends, and, <laughs> and that kind of stuff. And that was 2016 when I was figuring out, out the format for the show. Course. Um, and last week when I had Andy, Andy Myers on in China alone, I had 3000 downloads. It's awesome. Yeah. Wow. I don't know if they're using the show just to learn English and if they're picking <laughs> me, that is terrible, but <laughs> it's very cool to see what, where the shows, how the show has grown over the years. And yeah, it's just kind of, um, kind of, um, kind of cool. Oh, and, uh, third question. Where can people purchase Seeking Oblivion merch? Um, that's a good question. We don't really have any merch. I mean, I had some t-shirts made, but it was just for the cast and crew. Um, so I don't really actually have a place where people can buy merch for the movie. Uh, really uh, we will be discussing this later, sir. <laughs> well, I do, I do partially own a merchandise company, and I know how to set All up right. lunch. Well, we, we, uh, we launch cart stores. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Let's discuss that because right now there's really nothing. You know what I mean? Like, but uh, but I, I mean, I can get t-shirts made if people want any, anything. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think the price we're charging right now is seven bucks a shirt for our friends, but we'll talk about that part off uh, right, off, the, off 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 the air uh, later. <laughs> 
is I don't talk business on the show. I probably should, but <laughs> I really, really don't. And but I just want want to say I'm 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 so happy that Seeking Oblivion has found has found its home. Thank and you. That, that people are going to really see it. And yeah, as you've it, this it's done the uh, I I think it was just released at in the worst year humanly possible with COVID and all that stuff. But I think it's one of these gems that people will be watching for years and years. Oh, thank you. It just like, and everybody knows those films that they know that nobody else knows that they've just been watching for years. And I really think this is going to be one of those because, and I know this is totally different, different genre. Look at, look at the, the evil dead Dead film made for like $10,000 yep. in in the 80s. And then it hit VHS at the right time. And then they got the green light for Evil Dead 2 years years later. And then the same thing kind of, kind of happened. And then uh, the VHS sales and rentals were so much, they put out Army, Ar- the Army of Darkness. And it's just been growing ever. That fan... Uh, Evil Dead is just owned and run by the fans at this point. I think they just put out all the products, the video games, for that core group of people who absolutely love that that particular world. Yeah. And I think think this film will actually find its uh, true audience when it gets to streaming, ex- as, especially Tubi. Oh, yeah. Because that I, is yeah. one of Maybe. those... That's just the start too. I mean, um, that's just the the two or the few streaming platforms that I know about that's on that's already gonna be on. So um, hopefully it'll get to many more, and you know, because at this point it's all about getting as many people to see it as possible. Yep. At this point, and like I said, this is where you want to be as an independent filmmaker. This is the end result, and uh, it's been a long time <laughs> getting to this place, but. You know, it's awesome to finally be here and yep. uh, and getting ready for it to be released on Friday. So it's awesome. And once again, where can people uh, people find it? Um, it's, yeah, again, I uh, I don't know 100% all the details, but I'm I know it'll be up on Gago, which is the Green Apple um, distribution company's um, streaming platform. And from what I've seen, it's basically just their YouTube channel. So, because I see, I go on the YouTube channel a lot and I see like full movies up there for free. So I'm assuming that's where it's going to be. It's going to be up there for free for like a month because the hashtags are always free, free movies on YouTube. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so I think it's going to be there for free for a month and then afterwards uh, it'll be taken down and then it'll have a more wide release onto um, other platforms, including Tubi in June. At least that's the one I know in Canada. And DirecTV in the States. Very cool. So, yeah. And being on DirecTV is a kind of a big deal because that's available everywhere. Yeah, exactly. And if Seeking Oblivion is on that that first page, even for like a minute, <laughs> people, exactly. are, yeah, cool. people are, 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 are going to find it. Well, I just, I just want to wrap this up and say thank you very, very much. And, well, thank you for having me again. Oh, of course, yeah. And, always, uh, once I, always fun. Like Friday, I'm sure Friday once it's it's up there, 
I will send you the link. You can kind of just link it up with this and then people can just click on there and watch the movie. I certainly will because yeah. that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Ib. Thanks, Ib. Thanks, bud. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Hey guys, thanks for listening all the way through. I got another one come got another episode coming out on Friday and I got another one coming out on Tuesday. And then it'll be episode number 300. I'm really looking forward to that because that number, believe it or not, puts me in the 10% cab category of all podcasts, make it to number 300. And I'm very very proud of that fact. Now, Go check out all the sponsors that are in the show notes there. Check out the Gilmy Talks launch cart store for any of your Gilmy Talks merch. Um, I am recording with Tom this week as well and on an evening one. And I will talk to you guys on the next one. Thanks, guys.